back for a second episode. Who thought this one was coming? Not me. But I'll be honest, once I finished the first one, I felt so fucking good that I was like, yep, this is going to become a regular thing. Whether it's... Um, I'm just going to turn this down because I feel like it's spiking too much. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, this has got to become a regular thing because it was so nice to sit down and be able to talk and not have to like rush anything, not have to, I don't know, not have to cut anything short. Like I feel these days, I know for me personally anyway, I feel like I've always got to rush stories, rush, like rush answers to questions, rush everything because I feel like people get bored. Um, people tend to get bored quickly of shit. So you always feel under the pump when you got to try and explain something or tell a story about something. So it was really nice to be able to just talk. And yeah, so my thoughts right now regarding this podcast, the um, I've landed on towing the line. So, so far, um, I've got some more suggestions that I'll run through probably later on. But for now, it is called the Towing the Line podcast. I have started an Instagram page. I haven't done anything with it yet. But soon, patience is the key. Anyway, going back to what I was talking about before. um, Yeah, it's freeing. It's so nice to be able to talk for as long as I want and not have to worry about, um, you know, being cut off because you guys can't cut me off because I've recorded this before you're listening to it. So no matter what you say, I get to speak. I could stop and have a dead silence for like 30 seconds and you couldn't do shit about it. You could skip it, but you wouldn't be able to do anything about it, you know, in terms of now because now's in the past for you. Anyway, don't think too much into that because it'll mind fuck you. But yes, so it is going to become a regular thing. I plan to do one every week um, unless, you know, I obviously can't, but that's the plan. And a lot a time frame where I sit down and just record a podcast on a weekly basis because it's fun and freeing and makes me feel good. And that's, I believe you should do things that make you feel good. It's important. Um, anyway, how, what was my, what was my day like today? That's what I'm going to run you through. Well, actually, no, let's go back. My past week, this week has been a pretty stressful week. There's been some personal shit going on. Um, so I haven't really been eating well, by that, I mean I haven't been eating enough and I haven't been drinking well. I haven't been on top of my hydration until Thursday where I was like, no, I've got to draw the line. I've got to get my shit together because this isn't going to, um, <clears throat> sorry, this isn't going to help me at all with my training. So, I yeah, because I went for a run on Thursday and it was like 10Ks at an easy pace and far out. It was like, it was the hardest run I've done in a very long time. Just my heart rate was like way higher than it should have been. I was struggling and it was slow as fuck too. So uh, to me, that just highlighted how poor my nutrition and hydration has been. So I have to fix that. And I have. Um, then flash forward to today. I had a two-hour two hour ride programmed. And then I also got asked to do a park run in Diamond Creek. And I had never done a park run before. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. Great. But the park run was at 8 o'clock. And I didn't want to ride after that. I was like, no, I want to be done. I want to send it. 
in the park run and finish for the morning. So that meant that I had to get up at 4.30 to make sure I could start riding by 5.30. It was um, dark, wet and cold. Perfect conditions really. Um, I don't think it got light enough for me to turn my bike light off until I had about 20 minutes left, which is ridiculous. I spent the whole time in the dark um, just cruising around with a little bike light. There was a few kangaroos that were, you know, testing me, threatening to jump out in front of me. Uh, None of them did, thankfully. But um, we got through it in the end. And then I had about 10 minutes to quickly put my bike on my car, change shoes, and get ready to run. Um, And I, yeah, I didn't have any expectations for the park run because I've never done one before, so I didn't know what it was going to be like. I knew I was going to get caught up in the crowd and want to run real fast and real hard, but I didn't know what I was going to be able to do because, like I said, Thursday I went for a fucking 10K slow run and that was like the hardest thing ever. So I didn't really have any expectations for the run this morning. Anyway, we got there, got to the start line and it started, obviously, and I was running along, I was like, oof, getting caught up, trying to overtake people, pushing it, pushing the pace. And I was running, um, I think it was just under, it was just under 4 minute Ks. It might have been like 350. I'll check. Um, bear with me. I think my first K was like a, there we go, 357 for my first K. Then it was 355, 354, 359, 403 for the last one. Um, so yeah, I was hoofing along and I was running these Ks and I ran the first K. I was like, is that a bit too hard? Maybe. I don't know. Kept going. And then, um, sorry, there's a car just driving past making a racket. Yeah. I, I'm recording this in my car too, by the way, because it's just a nice quiet spot. Well, I thought so. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Ran the first few Ks under four minute Ks. And then that third K fucking sucked because there was a bit of elevation in it. And the thoughts were in my head. I knew I had accumulated roughly 10 seconds because I wanted to go sub 20. That's been a goal of mine for years and I haven't done it. I think the closest I've come was like 20 minutes 50. Um, And I was, yeah, so I wanted to go sub 20. And when I knew I had about 10 seconds in the bank with 2Ks to go, that means like I could have run a 4 minute 10K and still come, you know, just under the 20 minute mark, I was toying with like, I was toying with the thoughts. I was like, oh, just, just give up, just slow down. You don't need to run real hard because my hammies were on fire for the whole run. I was like, just slow down. No one's going to know. You've still run a PB regardless. It doesn't matter. You don't need to push. You don't need to push that hard. Shit. And then other side of me was like, there's only fucking two Ks to go. Just rip the bandaid off, mate. Fucking send it. And I'd probably toyed with the thoughts of that for another case. And then by the time... I decided that I didn't want to go through all this pain again to miss. Uh, I didn't want to miss the opportunity and then have to go through all this pain again to actually achieve my goal. I was like, I just ripped the bandaid off and was like, no, you're going to suffer this one through. Keep going. And then in the end, finished it. I think I finished the actual park run in uh, 1952. So yeah, 19 minutes, 52 seconds. And then finished the, um, actually got a, my 5k pb was what was it 15 no fuck i wish it was 
1944 for the actual like 5k pb as per strava so i was pumped with that um more than a minute off my previous pb time and yeah i didn't think I'd, i was going to be able to do it because i've spent the last <clears throat> three weeks since my iron man not really doing a whole lot and then before that i was running slow like i'm talking you know 520 pace for you know a couple of hours to train for the iron man so didn't think my legs had it in them but they did uh so that was fun i'm actually pumped with that really fucking happy i just yeah i didn't think it had it in me so that was a good start to the day and now i am recording this podcast um so what i want to talk i'm gonna try and make these kind of have some form of structure so I'm going to talk about, I'm going to actually talk about my Ironman in this one because I feel like I wanted to get the first podcast out of the way and just give an overview of who I am, you know, what my goals are, what my achievements are, blah, 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 like a bunch of random shit just to give you guys a scope of me. And now that I've done that, I, I want to go, I want to start going into different stuff. So this one, I'm going to choose my Ironman. I'm going to go, I'm going to go through my Ironman because it's, you know, fresh, fresh, excuse me, fresh in my brain. I've just done it three weeks ago and I've been thinking about it a lot ever since because the way I feel, just off the lessons I learned from that one race, I could probably cut 10 to 15 minutes off my time easily, which is so crazy to think that just experience can give you that, which I think I mentioned last week. Anyway, um, so I'm going to start, timeline-wise, I'm going to start from before the race like probably just before. So, sorry, I'm sticking to everything. Um, so just before the race, uh, a couple of days out, I was bloody nervous. It was like the week out, I was so stressed. Um, just, just fucking like, I was so stressed about the race. It was ridiculous. I don't think I've been that stressed in a long time. And it was killing me. Like I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't sit still. I was so antsy. I was, you know, pacing around. I, it, it was insane. I, um, yeah, I was losing my mind a little bit. And then a couple of days out from the race, I was just, yeah, I was, it was a lot. It was a lot to try and take in. I wish it was, you know, just a matter of fronting up and doing it and not having to like organize, you know, your bike drop, your run drop, making sure you got all your nutrition and your gear set aside so that race day goes smoothly. That that stuff, you know, it's it does require effort. It does require thought. And when your fucking brain's all over the place because you're stressed out about it, it, um, yeah, it adds to it. But I, you know, I fucking tried to set myself out some clear dot points or clear lines of what I had to do and I just ticked them off one by one and we got there. It was especially, um, was this, and it was an especial pain in the ass. I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It was a pain in the ass because the run, it was, yeah, the, sorry, T2, T1 and T2 were in different spots. So T2 was in Cairns, T1 was in Palm Cove. The, the, the swim started in Palm Cove, which is about 30 minutes from Cairns. And you yeah, you swam there, then you jumped on your bike and you rode to Port Douglas, back to Palm Cove, to Port Douglas, back past Palm Cove all the way to Cairns. And then you ran in Cairns. But that meant that you had to drop your bike at Palm Cove the day before then you had to drop your run gear in Cairns the day before, and then you had to get to Palm Cove 
the next day to start the race. So I was lucky enough that I was stayed in Palm Cove the night before, um, which saved me a lot of stress in the morning. Um, so we'll flash to there. I So Palm Cove the night before, I was staying in an accommodation and I didn't think to use the athlete street gear bag, which is where you put your clothes in and your phone or whatever and you give it to them and they put it up on your hook at the finish line for you to grab and I was like I didn't even think of that I was like nah fuck that I'm not giving my shit to anyone I'll give it to Caitlin my partner and she stayed in Cairns the night before so that meant that the night before the Ironman I did not have a phone and I was yeah just by myself chilling in a room it was uh it was great I watched a zombie movie with Dave Batista, which fucking scared me a little bit. And I ate a large vegan pizza and a pretty large chips as well, which was very filling. And I spent the the night... I actually had a pretty good sleep. I thought I'd be fucking too nervous to sleep, but I slept really well. Um, But I spent the night, yeah, just stressing out by myself. Um, I'll touch on... So before the race, my plan was the day like the Saturday I was you know my plan was to have as little fiber fiber as possible because I didn't want to have to go to the toilet um while doing the Ironman that is the last thing I wanted because I was like I'm not doing all this work to have you know five minutes or whatever blown just because I had to fucking stop and go to the toilet so I was like no fiber better off not having to go to the toilet at all than in the middle of the race. So that was my plan for the Saturday. Then I woke up, so woke up on the Sunday and it was like, I was like, fuck, this is so real. I walked down, you know, set my bike up with my nutrition, like my my drink bottles and stuff like that, came back to the room and I was lucky enough that the room was actually situated directly over the street from swim start. So I could see the swim start and I had my mate James there we were both sitting there watching like nervous as fuck watching the 70.3 guys start their swim and it was yeah that's when it kind of got real because I was like fuck we're next so we went down probably 10 minutes before swim start jumped in did a bit of a did a bit of a swim warm-up got in the water got the feel of it and then it was you know time to line up and sorry I'm just going to take a drink and because so the way they stage their starts is in waves based off how um, like how quick you're going to do the swim. And I think the first wave's like between like less than an hour seven, hour seven minutes. So I'm a confident swimmer. I was hoping to get under an hour. So we pushed all the way to the front <clears throat> and that's, yeah, pushed all the way to the front. And tried to start as close to the front as possible because, like, if the the last thing I wanted was, you know, being a good swimmer, I don't want to have to swim around, like, tons and tons of people. It's shit. It's not fun. I've had have, I've had that happen in previous races. And, yes, yeah, trying to swim past people when they just don't stop coming is ridiculous. So, got pretty close to the front and then, yeah, it was off, like, they let four athletes go every four seconds. And then, yeah, when my, my time came, I just remember that the adrenaline was fucking crazy. I was so nervous, so excited. And then when that, like, 
it's funny. I get so nervous before races and stuff like this. But then the second the fucking ding goes and the race starts, it's like my mind just switches. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I just I just do what I got to do. I do what I came to do. And that's what happened. As soon as it switched, I just fucking launched into the water and started swimming. I swam pretty hard for the first K, I'd like to say. And then I started, I was like, probably should slow down a little bit. Like I've gone out pretty hot. And I didn't really slow down that much. I just kind of found a nice rhythm um, and just, just kept chewing away at it. It was pretty hectic. There were a lot of people, but Obviously, the longer it goes, the more the field spreads out. So probably the first K and a half, two Ks were annoying. And then it kind of got to the point where you're around the same people because you're all swimming kind of the similar pace and you just kind of settle in and it, that takes you to the finish. Ended up jumping out at, a, I think it was, it was 56 something, might have been 56.20. So I got my, I ticked the first box, came in sub an hour, which I was fucking pumped with. That got me my, um, yeah, first goal of the day, ticked off, done and dusted. Then I was like, all right, time to go. Got out of the water and I had issues trying to get my fucking wetsuit unstrapped and unzipped because like I couldn't, I put so much Vaseline on my neck to stop the chafing that I couldn't grab the tag at the back, which meant I couldn't like unvelcro it and then unzip it, which was a massive pain in the ass. But we got there eventually, grabbed my gear bag, swapped, like ripped my wetsuit off. I had my um, tri-gear on underneath, so my bike shorts and my, my tri-top. Put my socks on, put my bike shoes on, ran out, threw my gear bag in the gearbox because they take, because it was in Palm Cove, they take, you throw your wetsuit and what other shit you had on in the swim into a bag that you got your bike gear out of and they take that bag back to Cairns so you can collect it after the race. So I threw all that shit in there, hauled ass around to my bike, grabbed my bike and then like, you know, went through the rest of transition and jumped on that and started riding. And <clears throat> when I was on the bike, I was like, fuck, this is, this is where it starts. This is where the, like, this is where my Ironman begins. Because the swim is, yes, you've got to be able to swim but the swim is nothing in comparison to what's to come because you're obviously going to be riding for 180 k's which is upwards of 5 hours and then you've got to run 42.2 k's which is fucking far especially when you've already ridden 180 so i knew that that's where my race was going to start and i yeah just tried to settle in i my heart rate was real high for the first probably hour and I was like I'll, I'll let it be I'll let it go I knew I was supposed to try and keep it aerobic which meant keeping it like below one uh, below 140 but it was probably sitting at 150 for the most for most part of the first hour or so um, and then I got to the hour mark and I was like it's still pretty high I you know tried to settle it down a bit but I just ended up like it did end up settling to probably high that mid 40s mid 140s but i just kind of let it go i was like fuck it i'm i feel pretty good i'm you know i I haven't missed a beat with my nutrition and stuff i you know we'll just just see what happens so on the way to port douglas there was a tailwind which meant i was fucking hitting like 35 40 k's an hour and it was feeling fantastic 
I was loving life. It was great. I had my alarms. I had bike alarms set up on my bike computer. So every 10 minutes, it would tell me to drink. And every half an hour, it would tell me to have nutrition. And I was alternating between a packet of the cliff blocks, which I would split. I'd have an one packet every hour. And then I would also, I was also having some gels. So the gels I'd have every half an hour and then the cliff blocks, I'd probably, I'd split the packet in two and have half a pack every half an hour. And then you, uh, liquid wise, I just wanted to try and finish a bottle or I had a hydration system in the front that was about 700 mils and my aim was to tick one of them off every hour, um, which I just set a timer every 10 minutes to try and remind me to drink because I'm very bad at it. On my training rides, I, yeah, I absolutely suck at being on top of my hydration and stuff. It it never works, never works well. Um, I, yeah, I always neglect it. Sorry, I got cut off there for a sec. Um, yeah, I always neglect my hydration and nutrition, especially in training. I, um, yeah, I got a little bit better at it towards the end of my Ironman training block, but I've never been good at it. So I wanted to set up everything to make sure that I could hit I just didn't want to give myself any any excuses to not be able to complete this race. So I made sure everything was right. I made sure I had my nutrition plan dialed, my hydration plan dialed. I wanted to make sure that when I got to that run, I didn't have any reason not to be able to give it my best. And that's what I did. So the ride was rough. Um, The first, so because we went from... Palm Cove to Port Douglas, back to Palm Cove, then back to Port Douglas, then to Cairns. We had a head, a tailwind going from Palm Cove to Port Douglas. So that meet, meant the first half, and it was about 90 Ks. So from Palm Cove to Port Douglas, back to Palm Cove, back to Port Douglas, it was about 90 Ks. So the first 90 Ks was majority tailwind. Then turning around at Port Douglas for that last time meant the final 90 Ks or roundabout that was going to be into a headwind and that headwind was fucked like I yeah it was it was rough like just demoralizing if you've ever ridden into a pretty gnarly headwind before you'll know what it's like when like the wind gusts and it just feels like you're going nowhere you're putting down the power you're putting down the watts but it just feels like you're not moving and your speed just gets cut and it was just, you're constantly pedaling. There's no, like, you don't get to freewheel. You don't get to spin the legs out because you've got to try and stay on top of the wind. Um, so that was fun for 90 Ks. And then like that last, there was probably, especially so in the last 30 Ks from Palm Cove to Cairns, that was fucking cooked. Like it was because you were just so exposed. There was no turns. There was no winds. It was just pretty much dead straight and you just had to cop the wind on the chin and it hurt but I ended up finishing my ride in five hours 37 which I was planning for six hours um, and I ended up coming in quicker than that so I was wrapped then came off like got to T2 dismounted my bike and like when I dismounted I got a bit worried because I flung my leg over and my hamstring like almost cramped it came so close and I was like, not now. I have to run fucking 42 kilometers. I don't want my hamstring cramping up now. Thankfully, it didn't. And then I, you know, jogged through transition, 
racked my bike, went through, grabbed my run gear, got changed, fucking, and then off I went, and I was running. So the run for me was interesting. Um, it was way more complex than the past two legs. So I was running the first first part, you know, probably running around five minute Ks, which was quick for what I, I was supposed to run it around 525 um so i was just running at five minute k's and i was like yeah i'll you know stick for this stick with this for you know a few and then pull it back um and then yeah so i did that stuck with it for a few got to probably two k's in i was like i gotta try and pull this back because this is it's a marathon it's not like a half iron man it's not an olympic distance it's a fucking marathon if i blow out at 20 k's there's no holding on for you know another 20 fucking k's it's not like a um, an Olympic or a bloody half Ironman where you can blow up at 20Ks and just hold on for the last one and a half. You know, it's not like that. You've got so much to do. So I was like, I got to be smart here. So I tried to pull it back and I did pull my pace back. But what I found was my heart rate was still really high. Like it was still sitting really high. I was supposed to try and keep it again in the like in and around the aerobic zone but it was sitting above 160 for a long time my average for the run was i think it was 157 which is insane for a, a bloody a fucking marathon uh, yeah marathon it's ridiculous for like it took me 4 hours 15 having a heart an average heart rate of 157 is yeah fucked so i tried to pull it back and it just wasn't coming down and i probably got to the 6k mark where i started to realize i was like oh this is probably not gonna go well i was like i i feel like i'm i'm struggling i had issues with my heart rate and then at around the like and i was you know i was running slow but it was fucking it was hard it was very difficult in hindsight i probably should have just kept running quick because that felt good and then you know just tried to hold on in the end but Anyway, got to about the 8 to 10k mark, so coming around on my first for my first lap, and I started to get hot spots on my feet, so the sole of my feet were excruciatingly sore, and I was like, it's 10 kilometers in, I, but this can't be happening now, I can't be dealing with this shit right now, this is ridiculous, like, I've still got 30 kilometers to run. And I was starting to panic a bit at that point, and that's when I adopted, I was like, I have to do something now. I have to make a call. If I don't change the way I'm doing things now, then it might be too late. So I decided to adopt the plan of, like I was already walking through the aid stations um, because that's, you know, something that I've been told by multiple people that is a great idea just to get a bit of rest, get a bit of hydration and then keep running. So I was already doing that and then I decided to switch to also walking for uh 50 meters every kilometer so i'd run a kilometer walk 50 meters and then start running again um so i adopted that plan and even then my feet were still sore like it wasn't feeling good i i did i tried that for about um probably three or four k's got to probably 14 kilometer mark and i realized i was like i have to do 500 meter blocks i can't do okay i can't run okay i'm broken it hurts too much like my feet were fucked i was trying to run on the grass i was trying to walk on the grass it was even even walking was sore i had to try and like walk on different parts of my feet cuz they were fucking killing me um so i did that i probably held that strategy until i got to probably like would have been 25 
26Ks. And then I was like, all right, I can start running more consistently. I foolishly was like, fuck it, I just won't stop anymore. I'll just walk the aid stations. And then I ended up back in the position that I was kind of before. So I ended up just sticking to 1K for 50-meter walk. 1K, can you hear my stomach? That's whack. I ended up sticking to, um, yeah, a 1K run and a 50-meter walk. And that's how I kind of got myself to the end of the race. And that that did the trick very well. I was pumped with that. Um, Sorry, I've been distracted. There's stuff going on in the car park that I'm parked in. All right, bringing it back. So... I was probably at about 30Ks and yeah, I realized I'm just going to have to stick to the 1K uh, 1K run to 50 meter walk. That's my game plan for the rest of it. And that's, that's what I did. I, um, you know, even at the, towards the end, like I was like, I'm going to, I'll haul ass the last two Ks and I got to, got there and I, you know, I tried running a bit faster and I was like, I was seeing spots like it was, yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't, I I pushed as hard as I, as hard as I could, basically. Like I don't have, yeah, I'm annoyed that it took me like it took me 11 hours and one minute in total. Yes, that's annoying. I wish I could have taken that one minute off, but I look back and I couldn't have done it. I probably could have done it on the run, but I couldn't have done it on the run because the run it hurt. It hurt a lot, um, and I I couldn't push any harder at the end. Like that was it. I gave it everything I had, and. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped with, you know, finishing, I finished in four hours, 15 minutes, which is an equal PB. Like I ran the Melbourne marathon in 2019 and finished in the same time, which is fantastic. That's, I've come so far. Um, but yeah, so the run was, yeah, the run was fucked for me. I, um, I had a lot of thoughts about whether or not I'd actually finish it. And I knew that I just had to st- keep going and stick to the fucking plan and I would get there and and I did that's that's exactly what happened I stuck to the plan and I just kept chipping away at it and eventually I finished I like I remember running on my first lap because it was four laps of one loop and they had all the bloody they had all the signs out for like had 2k mark they had like the 20k mark they had like the 40k mark they had the 36k mark the 28k mark and i'd be running past these fucking signs and i'm on my first lap and i'm like holy shit this is already hard and i've got so far to go um and i just kept like it's weird i do this thing this is a tip for anyone who is trying endurance stuff like try this it's it's what i like to do especially on like long rides, long runs, I will, if I'm doing laps of a place or if I know I'm coming back to a certain point, if I was running past the 28K mark marker, I would look at that and I'd be like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm just going to flat, I'm going to blink my eyes and then I'm going to be running back past this marker. And like, yes, the time between would suck. Like I would be suffering. But then when I would get to that 28K marker, I'd be like, see, it, it happened. I just blinked my eyes and, you know, I was here. It wasn't that bad. And I pretty much just did that on repeat for the um, the remainder of the... Well, I did that through the duration of the run. I just, yeah, you know, tricked myself into thinking it wasn't as bad as it was. Um, and, like, I feel like I'm going to take a sidebar here because I'm allowed to. 
I feel like that's all endurance racing is. It's just tricking yourself mentally. It's tricking yourself mentally just to believe that it's not as bad as it is. Um, the like another game I'll play with myself is I will, I'll um, basically tell myself that when I get to a certain interval or a certain increment, I can take it easy. So I'll say, all right, just get to the next hour or the next half an hour, and you can take a little break. You can take a little, you know, five minutes, collect your thoughts, and you'll be fine. And I never do. Like I was. Like in the in the run, it was okay. You can stop and go to the toilet because I needed to like do a I needed to do a wee in the run, and I was like, just keep going, keep running, and I was like, all right, you can stop at the next toilet block. And I'd get there and I'd be like, now nah, just keep push the next one, next one, next one, and you just keep ticking off those boxes, and eventually you finish, and it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad, or it was, but it wasn't you know as bad as you would expect, and that's the, that, like I I do that constantly when running when training when doing anything it's just get to a certain point and then you can take a break and you get there and you're like ah just push it a little further and then you just play that game constantly with yourself and I find that like I know what I'm doing I know that I'm not going to stop when I get there but just the thought of maybe stopping makes it so much better makes it so much easier to do Um, and that's yeah, that's just a game. Like it's it's all about mind games. You just mind fuck yourself, and then you you pull yourself through the other side. So that was my run. It, yeah, that was my run for the Iron Man. It was it was you know it was an experience. I, in hindsight, probably could have gone a bit harder at the start and backed myself just to pull it through at the end because I know I've you know got a bit of got the mental toughness there to do it. But it's you know that's ne- that's for next time. So I will bring you through to the finish and post-race and stuff. So I came through, you know, ran through the finishes shoot, and yeah, as soon as I crossed the line, I was like, fuck, this is not good. I, the, like, the world started closing in. Like, I started getting black. My vision started to go a little bit black. I got my medal, and then I went straight through and sat down, you know, sat down in the little area, and I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like, I was pretty much just losing my black it felt like I was gonna black out and then James who also did it did the Iron Man he, he did it in like nine hours 40s he was waiting for fucking ages for me he came through to you know congratulate me and stuff and I stood up to talk to him and I just couldn't stand up straight for long at all it felt like I was gonna black out so I kept having to hang over and hang my head down below near my knees just to try and keep the blood flow there which was kind of fucked um anyway got through like ended up getting through the finish collected my gear and then went out and hung out with some friends and Caitlin to try and celebrate and I just couldn't stand up I had to keep sitting down because it was so my head was like I was just kept getting dizzy and it felt like I was going to pass out so I ended up having to sit down for like 40 minutes before I could actually get up and move anywhere like because I just couldn't like yeah it felt like I was going to black out which was um, which was kind of annoying, really. It was frustrating. All I wanted to do was go home and just lie down. And the fact that I couldn't stand up properly was frustrating, um, to say the least. But eventually, got to the point where I could get up and walk, went to collect my bike, walked back to the car, and went back to the accommodation. And it would have been, I don't know, it was probably like 8.30 at night. Um I was like, oh, finally, we're here. I can lie down, go. To, I can eat something, and then I can go to sleep. 
and I'll feel so much better in the morning, hopefully, because, yeah, I was exhausted, um, so I got back there, had a shower, ordered some Domino's vegan pizza, and I was like, I'm so excited to eat this, it got, got there, I honestly don't remember, I don't remember showering, I don't remember ordering the pizza, I don't remember doing any of that stuff, I think Caitlin helped me heaps with that, um, I was pretty fucking zonked, probably because I didn't have enough, I don't think I had enough water in the run, um, but anyway, not the point, so the point is, got back there, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to have this pizza, and then, like, I was feeling a little bit sick to the stomach, but I was like, ah, I'm hungry, I've just, I've earned the fuck out of this, I'm eating it all, so I took a bite, and then I was like, oh, oh no, I realized I had some issues in my stomach, and it just, I felt so nauseous after eating that fucking pizza, it was horrible, and it got to the point where I, you know, I was lying on the bed, hunched over in the fetal position, because it was, my stomach was just fucked, I ended up throwing up, throwing the pizza up, and I just couldn't stomach any, I couldn't even drink water, it was fucked, my stomach was just not having a bar of anything, and that lasted the entire night, I don't think I got to sleep till like uh, three in the morning, and probably slept for an hour, and then just got up, and I was like, what the fuck, that was horrible, I thought the race was gonna end when it ended, not me have to stay awake all night with stomach issues, it was ridiculous, but the next day was good, I was able to have I could have smoothies, um, so I had some smoothie bowls and some juices and smoothies and, you know, easy stuff to stomach, which was nice, but it wasn't until probably three or, uh, probably three days later, so on the Wednesday, that I was like, all right, we back, and I started, luckily, like, I was in Byron Bay, and then I, I was able to just smash all sorts of food, it was great, tried all the vegan places, it was fantastic, but, yeah, I did not expect my stomach to be that bad after the race, but while I was lying there, unable to sleep that night, I did a bit of research, and the research, like, makes sense, because when you are exercising for that long, and fueling, because you have to fuel, if you don't fuel, you're not going to be able to fucking do it, so when you're exercising for that long while eating, your body's using the blood you have to, you know, go to your muscles, because you're using them, it's not sending the majority of blood to your digestive system, it's sending them to your muscles because that's where it needs it. And then you're eating at the same time. So your stomach is trying to digest food with very little blood and it's not working efficiently. And then obviously when you finish, that's when all the blood goes back and it's like your stomach's like, what the fuck, man? We got to catch up? Like, what is this bullshit? And then, you know, bad shit happens. Um, So that's what I was dealing with, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't, like, it felt horrible, but I knew it was reasonable, like, I knew why it was happening was reasonable, anyway, I spoke to a a few people, and they say it gets better with the more races you do, so, thankfully for that, hopefully next time it will be easier, Um, so, speaking of next time, I, the second I finished the race, like, I was exhausted, but the second I finished the race, I decided, or I didn't decide, I was like, I've got to do another one to go under 11, because, I mean, who wouldn't, I don't know when that will be, but it will be happening at some stage, I just want to work on my, I want to work on my bike, I want to get stronger on the bike, and I, like, obviously the run too, but I think 
I can I think I can just do the I think I can do the run better just after knowing what I know now. But yeah, so I will do another one. My next event is the Sunshine Coast Half Ironman in September. I yeah, that so that's my next one. I don't know what the one after that will be. Um I I'm just going to do that and then reassess. I might do an Ironman next year, a full another full one, but I may not. I'm still going to be training training it. But I might, you know, leave it for a year and then do another one after I've put in some more hours to train for it and got a bit stronger. So, yeah, that was the the Ironman. Oh, there was a story I forgot to tell you. So, like I'm talking to you directly, you listening to this podcast, my one one and only listener, the Towing the Line podcast, soon to be renamed something that I don't know yet. Um, So... I was talking so much shit just then I almost forgot what I was going to say. So before, like probably a day before the race, I didn't tell anyone this except for Caitlin because I was like, I don't want more. I don't want people knowing just in case something's fucking wrong and they try and stop me from doing the race. So we were at an Airbnb and Caitlin was asleep or in the bedroom doing something. And I was like getting, I went to get my, I was sitting on the couch. I was like, oh, I'm thirsty. I'll get my bottle from the fridge. So I stood up went to the fridge and like got to the fridge, opened the door and looked in and I'd stood up too fast and my head, like the world started closing in. And I just remember looking at the light in the fridge and being like, Whoa, what the fuck? And then usually when I stand up too fast, it, you know, takes a couple of seconds and then everything's all right. But I stood up too quick. And then I just remember like, I was like, Whoa, fuck. Started to get a bit dizzy. And then I started dreaming about something that I can't remember what I was dreaming about. I've, tried and I think I was swimming but I I don't know I'm I'm spewing that I can't remember what it was because it was probably something like important like a glimpse into my future or some shit but I was yeah I was dreaming about something and I was like this is weird I wonder what happened I was getting a drink and then I opened my eyes and I was on the floor just looking up at the fridge with the door open and I was like what the fuck just happened I had obviously blacked out because I stood up too fast and I was just lying on the floor staring at the light in the fridge like whoa how the fuck did I get here I don't know how long I was there for I don't think it was that long but yeah I it was like a time skip and I was dreaming it was so weird but yeah I didn't want to tell anyone just in case people tried to make me stop um and not race and I didn't I wasn't gonna have a bar of that I wasn't gonna go that far just to not race because I had you know accidentally passed out no no chance so there are a few more names for this podcast that I've been sent that I want to mention because I don't I don't know what I want to name it. I'm happy with to stick with Towing the Line for now because there's no other podcast called Towing the Line. It's my original and it's like it's a phrase that I used back in the day that I coined or I'm claiming that I coined. But other names I've been sent are Fast and the Curious, or the Fast and the Curious, which I think is fucking fantastic. Um, another name that I thought of myself is Stood Up Too Fast, but I want it to be somewhat relevant to the topics that I'm talking about. I guess it is relevant, but I mean, you'd probably read that and be like, Stood Up Too Fast, what the fuck? Anyway, say it how it is, or get it off my chest, or getting it off my chest, because I feel like that's what I'm that's the purpose of this podcast is for me to get shit off my chest that I think about while exercising or during my everyday life. That's why I've done this podcast. That's why I've started it. 
is to just get stuff off my chest. And yeah, so they're, the, they're some of the names that I have be, that have been submitted. In terms of what other topics I plan on doing in the coming weeks is, I think next week, I don't, I'm not locked in, in no particular order. Let's just say I want to talk about, I don't know, what my future aspirations are with training and just shit like that. Then I want to go into, I'm going to try and maybe do a series on a big, big fucking topic that no one, like I mentioned it last week, it's something that no one bar Caitlin knows about me and it's, you know, it's something pretty big, something pretty substantial. Not necessar- It's not necessarily a positive aspect of my life, um, but it's something that I want to talk about because I feel like it would help a lot of people. So I, whether I do a series on that or whether I just try and get it all out in one podcast, um, I want to do that in the next few weeks. I would like to have somewhat of a routine set or somewhat of, you know, be somewhat comfortable podcasting before doing that because... I don't want to fuck it up and I feel like it's a serious <clears throat> serious enough topic that you know I want it, I just want it to come across well. I don't want to I don't want to balls it up, but that that would be a, a a good topic or a good series. And then I would like to talk about mindset too cuz I believe well for me mindset is so many things. It's far more than, you know, motivation is great. Motivation don't get me wrong, I love, you know, motivational shit, but mindset is, you know, above all else, without a positive mindset and a strong mindset, you're not going to go very far, it doesn't, like, yeah, you need a strong mind to overcome challenging shit, if you don't have that, then you, you can't overcome it, and it will end up, you know, consuming you, so, I'd like to talk a bit about mindset, and I'll probably fucking, you know, I'll probably do a, a whole episode on Dragon Ball, because, Fuck it. I love Dragon Ball. Um, I might touch on that now, actually. So, I some of you probably know this about me because I post a lot of Dragon Ball shit on Instagram or I go through phases where I post a lot of Dragon Ball shit on Instagram. I started watching Dragon Ball. Oh, it was probably towards the end of high school or just after high school and it got me through a real shit patch. Like, I was watching it and it got me through, like, I don't know, if, if you've ever watched it before, you'll know that, you know, Goku's training philosophy, he's the, the main guy in Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z, his training philosophy was just, you know, just train hard, train hard, eat well, sleep well, train hard, eat eat well, recover, you know, all the jazz. And I was like, I love this. And he was he was always just pushing, pushing a little bit harder. So he would, you know, train at, tra- like he would, master training on earth and then he would you know find a way to train at 10 times gravity train at 20 times gravity train at 100 times gravity and then you know just become elite and that's the philosophy like i loved that i loved that attitude i was like fuck yes all right i'm gonna start you know adopting that and that's where i started like i went through a phase where i wore a weight vest um i would constantly up the weight in the weight vest for my training and i would do all sorts all sorts of shit in the weight vest as if like it related directly to gravity and I was like, I'm just, I'm training like Goku. That's what I'm doing. I'm just bumping on weight and training at a higher gravity because I weigh more. Um, but yeah, that was, it got me through a really hard patch basically. It helped me shift my mentality around a lot of things and that's why 
Dragon Ball plays play, plays a huge part in my life. Like I still love it today. I'll watch. I'll re. I think I've rewatched it fucking three times. Um, and it's a lot. If you know how many episodes there are, you'll understand that it's a lot of shit to go through. So I, yeah, I love it, and that will always be, um, my favorite series of anything. If I could only watch one series for the rest of my life, it would be that. Hundred percent. And if I ever get a tattoo, it would be something related to Dragon Ball. Because, yeah, I can't really see myself getting anything else other than that. Um, I had a, another brainwave that was sitting in there, but I just burnt it because I was too busy talking about Dragon Ball. Oh, no, that's right. So, um, if you've been following me on Instagram now for a while, you probably, you may have seen this. It was back in the day. I did what I called, like, I used to love coming up with random challenges that just meant nothing to anyone but myself. And I did this with weight vest, weight vest week. So I wore a 10 kilo weight vest for the entire week, except for when I was in bed sleeping or in the shower. So that meant every day I would just wear a weight vest. And like, so I would train at the gym, train it. I was training at F45 at the time. So I'd train at F45 with my 10 kilo weight vest. And then I would go to the gym with my 10 kilo weight vest. I'd go to work with my 10 kilo weight vest. I'd come home. I'd cook food, I would sit down, like I would study, I would do everything with this fucking weight vest on. Um, And it got to the point, like the first day was alright, but then, because I wanted to go seven days, it got to the point where it was fucking, it was like, it was so sad, it was bringing me down emotionally and mentally too, because like, I was like, I had, I started to get fucking cuts on my shoulders, and I think by day four, it was bad. Like, I just started to get cuts on my shoulders. When I was sitting down, I was like, I don't want to get up. Like, I don't want to sit up anymore. I'm sick of this. I was always hungry, I think, because I was probably burning more more calories by, you know, wearing a, an extra 10 kilos um, every day. But, yeah, it got, it, got, it got fucking rough. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, I couldn't wait to take that thing off. I thought life, I thought it was going to be so much faster and so much stronger at everything than when I took it off. And I took it off and it was like, it felt the same. Like, except I didn't have cuts and shit on my shoulders from the weight vest. So, yeah, I've done done that. That was so random too. I don't know why I thought of doing that, uh, but I did. I used to get so many weird looks at the shops while we're in a weight vest. Because it wasn't a, an inconspicuous one. It was fucking massive. Massive too. Um, so, yeah, I, I like I love doing random shit like that. Like, if I think of something, I'm like, yeah, that'll be cool. I did have this idea once. Um, and this may very well happen in the future. I don't know. But I had this idea once where I would was going to have get a shipping container. And it was going to be like a 24-hour challenge where there would be you'd have one treadmill or one like skill mill or assault runner in there or something like that. It could be an assault bike, whatever. And there would be a team of, you'd ha- or you'd have two in there and you'd have two teams of two people or two teams of three. And it would be like, you could set up cameras in there to watch the people in the shipping container on the outside. And you would have to like keep them moving for 24 hours and try and get as many calories or go as far as possible in that 24 hour period. Um, inside a shipping container, which would be fucking horrible, but I thought, like, that'd be a good, good challenge, or a good way to raise money, raise awareness for something, just plonk it in the middle of fucking Fed Square, set up some cameras so you can watch the people inside going to work, and get it done, 
So that might happen, or it could just be, you know, just do it solo or something like that. But that was one of my fucked up ideas I had back in the day. Now I just prefer to stick to doing bloody Ironmans because at least, you know, it's start and finish and it's done in 12 hours. Um, yeah, so what other shit? Oh, so I listened to this podcast. I was going to share this on my... Um, you, I was going to share this on my Instagram, but it would probably get taken down, actually, hey. Um, I, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast with Duncan Trussell, and fuck me, it was funny. When those two get in the same room together, oh my God, they talk about so much fucking bullshit. It is hilarious. So they were, Duncan was talking about Apple as if, Apple were two dimensions from here, two dimensions from this one. Um, And in that dimension, Apple was actually just a tower of wizards. And they cast spells on you, and these spells make you want to buy the new phone. And these phones, the spells, cast spells on you further to make you want to use apps and use them more. And yeah, he created this analogy that Apple was basically just a tower of wizards in in another dimension. And then he branched off on that and went into saying that viruses in this dimension aren't viruses. They're actually little demons from hell that have broken free and they're up here causing trouble and trying to pull people back down to hell. It was oh, it was so funny. But it was funny, be- it was funny because you think about it and you're like, fuck, it's not that far-fetched, hey? Like, that kind of stuff is... I love that kind of shit that you start thinking about. It's it's crazy. It's like the... Oh, what do they call it? Like the simulation theory. That shit is insane. I fucking love it because you don't know. Like, you don't know if that's not true. Like, yeah, it's probably pretty far-fetched. But is it, though? Like, how the fuck would you know? You wouldn't. You wouldn't know if you're just this brain sitting... I don't know if you guys have seen Futurama... But they they have like a museum of all these old famous people with just their heads suspended in water. Like, what if you are just that? What if you're this like brain suspended in water and there's just electrodes running into your head and your brain is, I guess, pro- like controlling this computer program where you're living this simulation? It's like, yeah, it sounds fucking ridiculous, but does it though? Like, how would you know that that's not happening? Like, you don't. It's fucking crazy when you think about that shit. So that... I love that stuff. That stuff's crazy. I guess that explains why I love, you know, the thought of fucking aliens too. Like, I'm so excited. I reckon this year, some crazy shit's going to go down and we're going to get to... We're going to get to, like, know some shit that we probably shouldn't have known. So, I'm keen for that. Fuck. Fucking hell. But, yeah, let's just hope they're not... Let's hope they're friendly and they're not assholes and let's just treat them like let's not hope. Let's hope that we don't go out there and try and fucking blow them up and then they turn around and start treating us like shit because we, um, you know, tried to fucking shoot them first because like if all these things that are coming out of the US government at the moment are anything to go by and the ships can fly at the speeds they can fly, then we would be royally fucked. Uh, at least if they like like us down here in Australia it would be sweet but yeah you catch my drift um, anyway what do I have 
on the agenda tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I am planning on running a 16K... I've got a 16-kilometer easy run, which I don't know how it's going to go. I did train... So I went to the gym and did some strength work for the first time in probably two or three months because I didn't have time well, that la- in that last eight-week training block for my Ironman. I just didn't have time to do strength. It just wasn't reasonable to do because... I didn't have time and I wasn't going to benefit myself. I was just going to hinder my training sessions. So I hadn't trained strength since then. And on Friday, I went into the gym and just did upper body because I was like, you know, my coach has told me not to do, not to hit legs yet. Just give them a bit more time to recover. And I was like, I'm going to be sensible and listen. So I did some upper body um, and my and some core and my chest and abs are pretty sore today, but I know tomorrow they are going to be absolutely railed. Like, I know I'm going to struggle to get out of bed in the morning. Um, so, and to top that off, I've done, I just, I ran the park run this morning, obviously, and fucking sent it. So, I know that um, my legs are probably going to be cooked tomorrow too. So, it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, so... 16Ks, eh? It's been bloody cold this week too. I have been... When did I, I ran oh, one of the mornings and it was fucking freezing. I actually ran with a beanie on. I hate running with beanies. I hate running with... I hate having anything on my head while training. It sucks. Uh, like, even my bike helmet annoys me. So, running with a beanie on for me was like, wow, it must be fucking freezing. Um, Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know what? I forgot. I almost forgot. I forgot to answer questions, eh? So, 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 I'm going to go into my Instagram and find this somehow. Hopefully, I can find this archive. Bear with me. Because I put out a story. I far out. I completely forgot. I feel so bad. Because imagine if I missed it and people listened all the way through this podcast to, you know, have their questions answered and they... I just missed him because I forgot about it. Fucking hell. It's so disappointing. Anyway. So, first question is, uh, did you have any thoughts in the race that you may not finish? And the answer to that question is yes. Uh, like, I think I touched on that before. I had plenty of those thoughts. I was like, oh, no, actually, I knew it was going to... I didn't think that I wasn't going to finish. I just knew that it was going to be fucking hard. So, no, Technically, I didn't. I never thought that I wouldn't finish. I just knew that if I kept going at the pace I was going initially, that I would probably out probably be out there fucking walking to the finish line because I would have blown up. So, yeah, I never had thoughts that I wouldn't finish, but I did have thoughts that it was going to take me a very long time. Uh, hardest part of the race was the run by far. And probably the first 10Ks, first 10, 15Ks of that run was fucked. After that, it was all right because it kind of leveled out. But the first 10, 15Ks of that run will were, yeah, were shocking. Like, fucking hell, rough as. Will I go again? And the answer is yes, I will. I want to go sub 11 and maybe even sub 10, but I've got to put in a bit of work before I do that. So stay tuned. Hopefully by then, this podcast will be somewhat popular and yeah it'll be just be great just to talk shit with more people listening spread the word spread the word of nonsense as i say 
it's um it's a good word to spread that didn't make any sense so i apologize for that psych i don't <clears throat> next question how was your mental mental state during your ankle injury during uh footy so I will probably actually touch on this too at some point. I did play football back in the day, um, and I did my ankle, and it was at a like a pivotal point in the season, and I like it was it was bad. It was it was it was pretty bad. It was enough to take me out of action for a few weeks, and I was trying to come back from the injury in the space of two weeks, which probably wasn't smart in hindsight. But I pushed it. I did end up coming. I did everything I could to come back. I, you know, tested it, rehabbed it, strengthened it, strengthened it <clears throat> to come back in that two-week block. But I think I, yeah, I, it, that 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 injury bit me in the ass for a few years afterwards. It's still like I only just overcame that because I it weakened my glute through trying to overcompensate for it, and my left glute has just been since then has been considerably weaker than my right glute, which has not been great for, you know, just having strength imbalances. So not, I think I, my mental state was just get back. And I did that. I got back very quickly, quicker than I should have. And that's what bit me in the ass. I should have done more rehab. I should have been more careful with it. I should have taken my time instead of trying to rush it. But I just remember my mental state being, I want to be back in two weeks. I want to be back in two weeks. I want to be back. And I did that. I ticked that box off. So, in hindsight, like if I ever did a serious injury now, well, actually, that's a lie. I injured my back last year, uh, towards the end of last year. It was around August, actually. And it took me, I did it twice in the space of two weeks. I sprained my facet joint because I was, I don't remember what caused it, but I, I sprained my facet joint and it was so excruciating to the point where I ended up having to just stop training. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't walk. I couldn't go to work. I just couldn't sit. I couldn't stand or sit where my spine was uh, vertical because it was like a jamming pressure on my lower back and it, it, it fucking killed me. So that sucked. So I ended up, the first time I did it, I ended up sitting out of everything for about a week and then I figured out I could ride. So I was like, great. I jumped on the trainer and started doing trainer stuff and just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And I ended up doing my back again. Um, probably exactly a week after I did it the first time. So then I was like, all right, I've got to be real smart about this. Started doing proper rehab, all sorts of stuff. Made an ice bath at home. Started stretching regularly. And that time I ended up, you know, easing back into it enough to the point where it didn't come back and get me again. I, you know, spoke to my coach and she gave me some pretty good advice. She's like, look, don't focus on next week or this week. Focus on six months. She's like, you want it or three months. You want to get three months from now and be fitter and stronger than you were before your injury because you've done everything right. You don't want to get three months from now and still have the niggle hanging around and annoying you. And that's what I did. I just focused, you know, a few months ahead. And then I got to that point and I was like, fuck yeah, I am fitter, I am stronger, you know, I'm gearing up for some pretty nice races, I've, I've done all the work, I've done everything I can to get myself into this shape, and I just, yeah, it was great advice, so if you get injured, take that advice, and not what I did initially, 
Um, <clears throat> who is your favorite 40 year old with shockingly gray hair? Well, there's only one man that I know who's rocking the shockingly gray hair fantastically, and that's the gray wolf, Mr. Shane Egan. He is a monster. He is, yeah, he's got to be my favorite by far. The one and only Shane Egan running, running all sorts of races, clocking up distance. Fucking madman. He was, when I was training, when we were in lockdown last year, he was probably the, one of the people that I kind of, you know, looked at because we'd follow each other on Strava and I could see all the runs he was doing and I was like following him thinking, fuck yeah, I can't throw myself a pity party because I'm out here in the morning running when it's cold, dark, no one else is out here, it's raining, it's shit, putting in all these hours. I can't throw myself a pity party because Shane's out there running too. So he was one of the people that helped me, I don't know, just subtly helped me motivate myself and get through lockdown training because that was pretty hard having to run, you know, run, do everything from home and not really being able to venture out much, which was a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, What's your pre-race prep for uh, big events, i.e. night before, morning of, any weird rituals? So I have notoriously been bad for pre-race prep in the past and I touched on it with this one. I actually had a plan in terms of no fiber because I didn't want to have to go to the toilet during the race and just making sure I chilled out, distracted myself and that's kind of what I'm going to try and roll with from now on, you know. The night before a race, I want to have like low, low, very low fiber foods but foods that I've eaten before that I know they don't give me an upset stomach. So pizza and chips is fucking great or burgers. I know burgers works. I did that before Geelong. So... Like and before before I did my seventy point three in Geelong this year, I actually watched uh, Bill Burr's stand up comedy special over Zoom, and that was great a great way to distract myself and have a good laugh. So I'm all about the night before. I love to I like to watch something to distract me and just eat not not bad food, but food that you know highly processed stuff that is gonna you know not fly through me and impact me during the race. Um, what do you do about bruised toenails? So, <laughs> they, I finished the Ironman and took my shoes off, put my slides on because that's all I wanted to do. And I looked at my toenails and I was like, shit. I had, I think I had three. So, I'm just going to wait for them to fall off. But if I get bruised toenails and they start hurting while I'm running, I usually try and just keep them trimmed as, like, trimmed as short as possible and make sure my shoes are wide and wide enough and obviously big enough to fit my feet because if they don't fit your feet then you're going to have issues with your toenails and I would have so many like flashback probably start of 2019 I wasn't wearing wasn't wearing the right shoes and I would always have issues with my toenails like ingrown toenails toenails falling off I couldn't run properly like it would suck my feet were sore all the time and it was because my shoes weren't big enough now that I'm running in shoes that are big enough I don't have anywhere near as many issues with my my feet and that's my biggest biggest way like recommendation or you know way of solving the toenail issues just get some bigger shoes um because that always helps now last question is how does it feel to be superman and no i didn't write this question to myself although you guys wouldn't have a fucking clue would you i could just be writing all these questions to myself and you wouldn't know what um you wouldn't know whether it was real or not 
Anyway, um, how's it feel to be Superman? I wouldn't know because I'm not Superman. I wish I fucking was. I love superheroes. I'm a huge fan of superhero movies, superhero shows, Dragon Ball, like Dragon Ball Goku's basically a fucking superhero. I love that shit. I love to think that it is real and it could possibly be real because it just makes life better when you think that superheroes are possible. And when you toy with the idea of potentially being able to become a superhero one day. I love that shit because it makes me feel good. And like, yeah, great. It's probably not true, but so fucking what? The, the fantasies are pretty real when you think about it. So how does it feel to be Superman? I don't know, but I'm sure I could think of how it feels and it would be pretty fucking cool if I was Superman. Um, I'm trying to think if there is anything else I need to cover because we're at one hour and eight minutes. That's, that's time has flown for me anyway. I don't know about you guys. I hope this episode has been a little bit better than the first one. If I can make each episode better than the last, then I'm winning. You're winning because you get better content. And yeah, it's just fucking all-round party. Um, so I'm going to touch on, back on my park run, I actually finished second for my age group and first, no, first, no, first for PBs with me, yes eighth overall, which was cool. So I think I might try and do more of them because it was a great way to fucking push and just fucking send it without actually having to pay anything because it's free. So if you're ever, if like, if you want to get into running, fucking sign up for a park run. It's a great way to do it. You get to run with a bunch of other people and they all push you because you want to, you know, try and run faster. So that's a good thing to do on a Saturday morning, hit a park run. You don't have to ride. You don't have to ride for a few hours beforehand because that's not great fun. But the park runs fantastic. Um, yeah. So another episode in the books. How's that? Fucking crazy. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon I'm gonna keep doing this because this once again has made me feel much better. And I hope you guys listening to it get any get takeaways from it. I hope you take something away from it. Is what I should have said. Um, yeah. So. I'm not going to edit this either. Like today I had to stop a few times because I was in a car park and there was shit going on and I had to take my jumper off at 1.2 because I was getting hot and my stomach was growling a bit during. So I wanted to try and shut that the fuck up. So hopefully that's not too annoying. And if that's the reason you stopped listening to the podcast, then you probably didn't make it this far to hear me say, sorry, so too bad, too bad. You missed out on some great content. Um, Yeah, so... Not going to edit it, going to keep it raw, going to keep it real because that's what I'm about. I'm not about, you know, I don't want to fucking hide bullshit from anyone. I used to when I was younger. I used to care so much about all that crap. But now I don't. I am going to be me. And if you don't like that or, you know, you have a problem with that, then fine. You don't have to listen. Um, You'll just miss great content. Sorry. Anyway, have a fucking killer week. And I will talk to you in a week's time. Um, Yeah, fucking love it. Podcasting is great therapy. I should recommend this for all people struggling. Not that I'm struggling, but yeah, it would help a lot of people if they just started talking to a microphone and airing their thoughts. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to go get some food because I'm hungry. I will talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Toe on the line podcast episode number... Two, I don't have anything outrageous to say this week. Other one, otherwise, other than if you could hear my stomach noises, I'm sorry. My microphone picks up everything, and 
yeah, I'll try and fix that for next time. Maybe I should have it before. Anyway, peace out. Talk to you next week. Woo!